Wednesday, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Around the Corner. I'm Dan. I'm a Dave here. I'm 4680Q downtown Niagara Falls on a different date and a different time because we wanted to ensure we could get our buddy Bobby Mahoney on the show at some point, and we got him. So it's a Wednesday night. It's 6.30 p.m. Eastern time, and today's show is sponsored by Lupo's Little Italy here in Niagara Falls. That's Italy and Italy. It's a food truck located on Morrison Street in the Canadian Tire Plant here in Niagara Falls and for our show only if you order online for the next week and use the code Mahoney that's M-A-H-O-N-E-Y Mahoney you'll get 15% off your next online order at www.luposlittleitaly.com so check them out thanks John Franco appreciate your sponsorship last week we had a great time and a great interview with our friends Jason Heath and Jason Federici from down in California uh, from the Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls band it was a great time got to talk about Light of Day uh, their jail guitar doors and a lot of other stuff uh, check it out on Spotify you can check out all our shows on Spotify uh, just search for just around the corner next week We'll have, uh, it won't be an interview, every fourth week I do something called Songs from Around the Corner where I play songs from LOD artists north and south of the border who have kindly donated their time and their talents to support the cause over the years. Today, we've got a guest host in the studio. He's a local musician who's got a new album coming out early fall called Happy to Be Here. Welcome back to 4680Q, Evan Rotella. Are you here, buddy? I'm here. All right. Well, it'd be better if I had your levels up. But I've never—I don't normally have guests inside inside the uh, the booth. So welcome, Ev, and we got one of your favorites on tonight. Yes, we do. So, yeah, today's guest is a great friend, a great human, and he's one of the hardest working guys in music, Mr. Bobby Mahoney from one of our favorite bands, Bobby Mahoney and the Seven Sons, soon to be just. Bobby Mahoney, and uh, we're going to talk to Bobby about his connection with Light of Day, his career in rock and roll, and what lies ahead for Bobby Mahoney. Um, F, take it away. 
Take it away. Okay, Bobby, what's, what's going on? Are you on? No, okay. Evan's not reading the script, so we'll uh, we'll take it for him. Before we bring Bobby on, we're gonna kick it off. We're gonna kick off the show with something from his 2018 album, Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son. I got it all fixed up here and ready to go. Here's Bobby Mahoney with the Roaring Twenties. Not going anywhere. I've let you hurt for too many years now. I'll be all something to prove, I'll be all something to lose. You take your bow, but the real show begins. I've seen that look in our eyes before. You'll be my something to prove, you'll be my something to
You're listening to Just Around the Corner on Niagara's Internet Radio 4680Q. I'm Dan and Dave with guest host Evan Rotella, and that was Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son with the Roaring Twenties, one of our favorites from the 2018 album, Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son. Uh, Ev, that wasn't your fault. Uh, I had your papers okay, out of order. I'll get it back. <laughs> Luckily, I know how to edit. I can always do that. <laughs> uh, that was my fault. I gave him the wrong order with the sheets. Anyways, today we have one of our favorite light of day peeps on the line, my American godson and Evan's rock and roll mentor, Mr. Bobby Mahoney. Bobby, are you there? Hey, buddy. How's it going? How are you? Good, good, good. How's things in uh, New Jersey? How are all the Ranger fans out there? We're hanging in there. We're doing okay. You know, we're still licking our wounds a bit, but we're excited for next season, you well, know. I'm telling you, you guys should become Sabre fans. You don't have to worry about licking your wounds. We're out before we even start, so we're good. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I mean, we can commiserate a bit, I suppose, in that way. That way we're all out and playing golf. But what can you so how's mom and dad, my, my rock and roll parent mentors, how are they doing? They're great. They're hanging in there. I'm on their landline right now because I don't actually own a landline myself. So they're in the other room hanging out, listening in. So you know, it's it's funny because when I, I send that sheet out to people and I say landline, some people say, "What's what's a landline?" Yeah, I, I, I'm sure Evan really probably doesn't really know what that is, but. Yeah, I mean, like, and like, I think my, you know, my first reaction to her was like, "Does it need to be a cord?" I'm like, "I don't think so. I think it's is a landline. <laughs> no, I think it's fine." Yeah. I'm like, "I don't know. I don't, a cord would be hard. A landline, I was able to track down. A cord one might be a little harder." Uh, one day, uh, Max from the Arkells, he'll he'll add it to a song and say, "What the fuck's a landline?" Because he, he's got he's got a song where he he talks about a payphone, and then yeah, at the end he go. says, "What the? I have some payphone at the end." So we'll add that to the list. So I see your sister Mel. Before we get into you. She graduated from Syracuse this week. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal around here these days. Yeah, I'm huge. Super excited for her. Uh, congratulate her. If you're listening, Mel, congrats from all the Rotellas and everybody here in Niagara Falls. Yeah, thank you very much, and I'll pass that along if she's not if she is not listening. But I imagine she is. She's a great sister, so I definitely imagine she's listening. And she's um, she's going to be coming. She's uh, no, we got to see her. It was a great time, and you know, yeah, we're super proud of her. And you know, she uh, she had a four this semester. She graduated top honors. Wow, you know. Evan, that sounds familiar. Okay, maybe not. I've been there. <laughs> 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 That's awesome. She's a smart girl, and she's going to be a lawyer. You said, right? That's right. Next, next stop, law school. Well, you know. that'll, get, that'll 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 help. You know, when you get in trouble, you and the band, when you start, you know, beating up hotel rooms on tour and stuff. Oh, that's the idea. Absolutely. This, this is uh, all premeditated. You know, we're all thinking about this a long it's a term. Part of the Mahoney plan. Bob and Ann have been have been grooming you guys to get this all in line. Yeah. Well, they have. You know. They figured in both the fantasy and the real world, they have both their kids set up to make some money, potentially. So <laughs> hopefully Melanie can actually make some in the real world. And, you know, if uh, I'll keep playing the lottery. Well, you, know. you, you are the hardest. You are one of the hardest working people in music. You're between playing and teaching and work, you, you do a lot, don't you? Yeah, I, like even like scheduling this, I appreciate you taking doing it differently on a different night for me uh, because of the, like my teaching schedule. But yeah, no, I don't really stop, which is both uh, a necessity for me because like I like doing things and I like keeping busy. Yep. But also just like you know, you got to keep the lights on, as you know. So you know, you work very hard too, so you understand. Yeah, we got to keep her going. Now, the last time we saw you, you were in Tonawanda, and this kid across from me here, he got up and played with you. It was a great, it was a fun night. Yeah, that was a great time. We had a really good time in that basement. 
Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a blast coming up with you guys, and you guys make it very easy up there. I was pretty stressed coming into it, and uh, you guys made it like it was like just a chilled thing. So I really appreciated that. Yeah, no stress. <laughs> no, it's like we uh, we we definitely. It's one of those things where it's like we definitely don't want. Uh, to put any stress on your plate, but I appreciate that though, and no, you killed it. You did great. It but yeah, it's especially coming. You don't really know what to expect when, I, when this guy from New Jersey says, "Yeah, hey, come <laughs> play in a basement in Tonawanda and bring your, you know, Les Paul down to a basement, <laughs> you know, jam." You know, you never know what to expect. I was excited to be an eighth son. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you you did great. The uh, I like I love that the band is kind of turning into this like traveling circus in a way. Yeah. <laughs> Which like you know we always I love it when we have people coming up and playing with us because that's you know in the tradition of all the greats you know someone's at the show you bring them up and they jam yeah you know and like or you know your friends are in town you make a point of having them up or you know it makes the whole thing more memorable I think and you know. It's more fun, too. And also, like, when you someone else is play up there playing the guitar, I can play the guitar a little less, maybe, and jump around a bit more. <laughs> no, with me, you got to play it just as much. You have to <laughs> turn me down a little bit and let you play. Uh, no, you did great. And then, you know, again, for your first basement gig. Yeah, it was, I, it was, it was the first time I've seen him play rhythm guitar, so that was that was cool. That was really cool. And you brought him up quite a bit. You brought him up. I remember uh, he was quite stoked uh, when you called him up the Stone Pony the first time. Uh, he got to jump up on that center stage with you guys and do Deadbeat Summer. Yeah. Well, that was o- always great, the pony. And, like, you know, it's, it's you know, paying it forward. It's, you know, I've been fortunate that, you know, people I looked up to brought me up. So I like to, you know, have, you know, there's not many people that hang out with me or hang out that are around us that are younger. I go, like, you know, we got Zach Sandler and Evan. <laughs> You know, so, you know, it's great that, you know, we're able to pass the torch as, you know, and keep going together. And, you know, it's been great to grow up together. So it's been fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of growing up, I got to see my godson get married. Uh, you're, you're a newlywed. Yeah, that's right. We had a you great know, time. August. It was one of the best weddings, honestly, and I've been to a lot. I was a DJ. I DJed weddings. It was one of the best weddings I've been to. Food-wise, it's top three. If not the yeah, best. <laughs> Thank you. I, I very my, both Rachel and I both very much appreciate that. How um, Rachel enjoy we, uh, with you? My parents had a really good wedding. I've always heard growing up how good their wedding was and how good a party that was. So I had to compete. <laughs> so, always the competitor, Bob. Yeah. Well, listen. I one of the things I wanted to ask you. I kind of alluded to it when I called you uh, before you came on the air, but. Uh, so I was setting up the show, and I do a little show flow, and I pick songs and stuff that I want to play. And, of course, the song I really wanted to play was one of my faves called Gilden Street. And uh, it's no longer on Spotify. What, what's going on there? Yeah, so at a certain point, some of those the older records, which I still love and have a great affection for, and they are still available on our band camp. Um, and I do have the CDs still. Okay. You know, we usually sell them at the shows. But when it comes to something like Spotify... Um, there's a thought process about putting your best foot forward. Right. And to be totally honest, those rec- some of those recordings didn't, you know, aren't, in hindsight, I think, you know, don't represent what we do now as well. Makes total sense. You know, and something that Gildans do, they're all great songs, you know, and I love that record, especially the Friends in Little Places yeah. record. We oh, yeah. spent a lot of time on the thematic elements of that record, and we spent a lot of time on the songs, and no disrespect to anybody that worked on it, because, you know, we did that record, you know, at a college, at my college, you know, at, at, at you know, at 
off hours, you know, while I was recording out of an amplifier that I refer to as the toaster. <laughs> so, like, toaster. That was literally, like, pack mule, my, my guitar, my amp, my pedal board across campus and show up to the studio and record as late as they'd let me. Right. And go back and, like, listen to the mixes and beat myself up. You know, John Alba and I would have, you know, we'll say discussions about the mixes and how things were going, the process, and, like, you know. Right. So I, have, I love those records, and, you know, I learned a lot making Friends in Little Places, The Outskirts, and Shot in the Dark, and those songs are all still songs we still play. Now, is it stuff um, that you'll re-record, you think? Eventually, yes, and there is... Um, we are working at some of the... We are looking at some of the mixes on some of the other things, but I can't say too much at the moment. No, 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 yeah, we got to But we are, that is something we've talked about, and, like, you know, I've thought about doing, like, just replaying all of Friends of Low Places in the outskirts and just kind of recording it almost even like a live thing, potentially. Cool. But well, we'll see. You know, we are coming, believe it or not, next year, I think, is the 10-year anniversary of Friends in Low Places. Are you kidding? Already? Yeah, 2014. Wow. That means I'm getting old, Bob. Me too. <laughs> no, you're still, you're still a young buck. Holy cow, 10 years for that album. Well, it's one of our favorites, and we have our signed copy up in Evan's music room. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. No, and like me, and it was definitely a tough decision to take it down on Spotify. And I even, like, even talking about it now, I question it at times. It's <laughs> um, my job. And I do get uh, gripe for it at times, you know, from different <laughs> people, fans, and friends. And things like that. Like, oh, why did that up? You know, and. It's, you know, it's realistically just trying to put our best foot forward. And, like, you know, while those are still, again, like, great songs and great records, which, again, they are still available on Bandcamp, so anyone listening, you can get them there <laughs> and stream them there for free. You can download them and pay for them if you'd like, but you can just listen to them there. That's cool. Um, but it was also, like, delicate, you know, delicate fall from grace and that type of stuff. Like, I don't know if that actually ended up on Spotify ever, but, like, same oh, thing, kind of thing with that. It's like, you know... I learned a lot with those records. You can hear a lot of growing up, you know, yeah. on those records for sure. But I think they hold up, honestly, which is pretty cool. But um, I'm just always kind of thinking about the next thing. Yeah, I agree. And it's funny because we, we took a cue from you and we removed a few things from Spotify, too. And, you know, Ev's got an album coming out and he's, you know, getting rid of some of the young kitty stuff that he did and... You know, ter you know, terribly produced a couple of them, right? So you just want to no, no offense to anybody, but you know, just they were just like you said, they're just not your best foot forward, right? So you gotta, you, you need, yeah, you, need to you know, that forward. happens. That's kind of part of it, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes um, is um, working with different people and learning how they work, and you know, learning more about your the process as you go. Because like I've certainly the I've from the first time I stepped into a recording studio to now. It certainly changed a lot, you know, and I've learned a lot in that time. And I can, it's always it's like, uh, it's like, uh, what's the word? It's like exponential. Like, you know, you learn it, sure. it compart, it, uh, oh, that's the word. It compounds. Well, and, and it's funny you say that because uh, Evan's just finishing 18 months in the studio to finish his record. And the difference between that first day in October of 2021 to now. Uh, we, we're actually going back and redoing a few things because just so much has changed, uh, even with him, right? And the learning has been really cool. I've I've enjoyed it myself, but but you're right, you you grow exponentially in no time in the studio. Yeah, well, you're right. The technology changes too, and you know, 
the people you work with do things differently and use different pieces of the technology or have right. different workflows, and you learn about things that are not necessarily right or wrong, just different. They're different, yeah, exactly. And you can hear the difference in the sound and stuff. So now listen, I'm, I've been doing this dog and pony show for 14 weeks now. It's my 14th episode. And you you kept us entertained. I don't know if I entertain anybody. Maybe the Mahoney's are listening tonight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody listens. But it sure is a lot of fun. I enjoy it. But you had your own little uh, thing going on Sunday mornings. Uh, I would get up and grab a coffee during COVID and uh, even a little bit afterward. What was, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, your online podcast. Yeah, so during COVID, when we were all sitting around in our pajamas, not really knowing what to do with ourselves. <laughs> I was like, well, I got to do something, and a lot of people started to do like nighttime, like live streams right. and concerts, you know, at various levels of production, you know, from everyone's iPhones to up to full-on TV studio quality production, you know. Yeah, like Jesse Mallon. Yeah, like, and even he went from kind of went from different levels of it at times, you know, like the different levels of production. At the first, we all kind of started from literally just like iPhones and right. like you know web webcams. Yeah, I kind of stayed there. <laughs> and then everybody started ordering uh, uh, mixing boards and stuff from Amazon. <laughs> Lighting. Right. Well, that's not even, I can't even say that because then I did the full band ones where we had full production with oh, right, Joe and Cooper did. and, you that's know, right. Tom and like everybody, like, you know, that full was on. Great, actually. Yeah, those were, those ended up really cool. But my, the reason I did the mornings initially is because everyone else was doing nighttime. Right, right. And at this point in time, time didn't really matter. <laughs> Yeah, you know exactly we got all loads of we, it we of time so the, well, people are getting up and stuff on Sundays and like you know they, they, it, it's find the time turn it on and you know hang out a little bit and we ended up having people from all around the world as you know and like uh, it was fun it was a lot of fun and like you know we had a nice little community we still got that community together and it's pretty cool and, and you know I'd love to be able to get everybody together eventually and now you do know? you think about doing it every once in a while yeah, I do, and like we, I, I hopped on, oh, it was a couple weeks ago now. Yeah, that was great. Um, it's fun to do. I could and should probably do more just general live stream stuff, even just more informally on Instagram, um, and like TikTok, that kind of stuff. I should get better about doing those. But you need to thing. spend time with your wife, though. I mean, well, that's the thing, and it's like <laughs> you know, that's re that's super important, and we yeah, both work sure. so much. And then it's like, well, you know, when I, by the time I get done and by the time I do all the other band things that need to get done, right. it's like, oh, now I have to go film a TikTok. It's like, well, <laughs> sorry. Yes, I know the guy across from Happens. here, he, he, he has a TikTok every day. And it's funny because the whole house has to be quiet. Like, Took an hour and a half today, Bobby. It's it's a full-time job. <laughs> it is. It is. You're not kidding. And now it's, it's God bless. And like... <laughs> It, it is a full-time job, and like it's it, it's crazy, and like. Well, my favorite Bobby is when I hear, he'll do the intro and the start, and then he'll start playing the song, and then he'll go ah shit, and he'll start again, and it'd be like forty-five minutes later. I'm like, what? It's bad. this is like take thirty. What are you doing? <laughs> so yeah. No, it's it, it, it's hard because like you know on that take it was good, but like your hair looked weird, or that take was okay, but you coughed halfway in, and you're like, that's always the best one, but. Uh, and like it's one of those things nobody's actually to look at it that much, it's, but it does have to, it's at yeah. the same time people do. You know what I mean? It is that hypercritical at times, especially on TikTok, it's a cesspool. No, you you're right. So I think so, so we got a few standard questions we want to ask you. We've been asking people, so I'm gonna give Evan the first shot. I know this is something he's been wanting to ask you. All right, Bobby. Um me and you were both kind of similar in the way we started I mean, people started playing music early, but we started like 
playing gigs early? Like you were like 15, I was like 14. Like, what was the yeah. what was the age you started actually playing music? Um, playing music, like I would say, pro. I say 10 is my typical go-to answer. Cool. Okay. Um. Well, but I played started playing trombone first. It's actually my first instrument. Come on, seriously. Seriously, yeah, in the school band, yeah, I, I played trombone before I played guitar. I know so much I didn't know. Really? Okay. I still have, my trombone's in my office at school, actually, still. <laughs> up on the shelf. I'm waiting for the jukes to call me up. <laughs> I was going to say, it's outside, I'll call you. Well, yeah. And what, um, go ahead. And then, like, I always was like, I performed songs from, like, Disney movies and stuff like that as a kid, <laughs> like, around the house and stuff like that. So I always had, like, that kind of, like, performing you know, attention whore bug thing. <laughs> we all so. do. Every single, yeah, we all do. I yeah, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, it's sure. fun. It makes it, it entertains people. <laughs> so what actually got you started? Not, not you know, learning the trombone and all that stuff, but what, what got you? I, I, I still know what got Evan started. I still remember that day. But what was that thing that you said, I got to do this. This is what I've got to do. Combination of, from what I remember... A combination of listening to things like The Grateful Dead, Springsteen, and Bon Jovi with my parents in the car. Right, right. Like, uh, like Friend of the Devil, Casey Jones, Born in the USA, wow. Born to Run, Glory Days, Bad Medicine, and Wanted Dead or Alive in particular stuck out to me as a kid. Oh, Bad Out of Hell and Paradise by Dashboard Light, too, as a kid. I'm like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. So that, and then even seeing, like, Bon Jovi, I think this is ridiculous. Like a Verizon commercial or something. <laughs> no, no, that's like, not ridiculous. And like I'm like, oh, that looks fun. And like I thought, of, oh, like, I'm gonna be a frontman singer. And then I sang, uh, I signed up to sing "Wanted Dead or Alive" in my fifth grade talent show. <laughs> and all my friends affectionately kind of told me I should stop. <laughs> um, so then I was like, well, maybe I could be a Richie Sambora. Maybe I'll play the guitar. You know, I'll write songs and you know do that. Um, but then when I started a band in like eighth grade to play in like our like battle of the bands that we had, I kind of drew the short straw and had to sing. So there I kind of found myself doing it again, and here I am, there still figuring go. it out. See, there's stuff I did not know. Again, like I was saying last week to the Jasons, I, there's just so much. I, I think I know about you guys, but there's so much I don't know, and it's, it's been cool getting uh, educated on you, everybody's background. Now. You know, I we're gonna get into light of day later, um, but what what was was there a band before the Seventh Sun? Like you know, I, I know I, I remember seeing you acoustically. We'll talk about that. But were you in another band? Like did, did something form Seventh Sun, or was that your first band? Yeah, so I had a band in like eighth grade. That there was this thing at my junior high they used to call like. Uh, it was called Churchill Live because the school was called Ju Churchill Junior High School. So it was called Churchill Live. And they'd have, like, all like, the local bands would play. So I got a drummer and my, uh, named Dan Newman, and I got a keyboard player and guitar player named Nick Zimmerman. And the three of us played uh, an original song and a version of Sympathy for the Devil, which all the kids in the junior high loved, you know. <laughs> nothing says nothing speaks to the youth like a Stones song, <laughs> but it was fun. I ran around the auditorium with my wireless, uh, very cool. in typical Angus Young fashion when I was you know fourteen or fifteen. Um, yeah, you're a big ACDC fan, I forgot. Huge ACDC fan. Yeah, Angus is a big. When I was in my my kind of like I'm going to be a guitar player phase. Right. Angus was huge for me. I get it. Yeah. Still is. Um, 
and then um, and then that band, then we added two other guitar players and, then, and a bass player. Uh, actually, and one guy, his name was Eric Knorr, who ended up playing bass for Seventh Son later. Um, so then we had that group. We never really had like a really good name or anything like that. Just kind of became like Bobby and Friends, <laughs> essentially. Um, but that kind of all fell to the wayside. And then I was playing an Asbury acoustic. And then when I went to the high school, uh, I met up with this guy named Drew Aggie, who was the drummer and captain of the golf team. Um, his best friend growing up was this guy named John Alba. And Drew and I were like, oh, we should jam and do like a two-piece thing, like, you know, White Stripes or something, Mm -hmm. you know? And we jammed on like Sunshine Your Love and Miss You and, again, you know, the youth stuff. Um, But then John Alba was like, hey, you know, uh, I can jam. Because John was also in a band called Incapable that I look up to in high school. Like, they had a single out. They got to go to a recording studio. Oh, really? Like, that was a big deal. Like, I was like, holy, wow. These guys were in a band and had a studio. Or not had a studio, but they got to go to a studio. Um, So I hadn't heard of John, and John had heard of me. And we met through our other friend, Elijah, as well, who my best man. Um, oh, right, right. So that all connected. And then our friend Dave Mojica played bass for a while. And, and then we had about 20 different bass players. All good friends still. <laughs> you have that many. It, honestly, they sat at my bachelor party. Elijah and Andrew got together and made a list of all the bass players. That is funny. Well, yeah, that's that's how wild and crazy it got. Send him my way. But, <laughs> yeah, Evan needs a bass player. He can't find one. It's it's tough. No, I mean, I, I could send you a big old list, but, you know, uh, <laughs> if you want him to play for like a year or so and then be like, Bobby, I love you, but, like, you're nuts. <laughs> Hopefully they're not listening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, all, they, they're all listening. <laughs> all right. All right, Bobby. Well, um, just in talking to you, like, I know that you're kind of like me where – you know, I when I listen to you, I'd think influences are ACDC, Green Day, but uh, and I've been doing a lot of reading. I have nothing to do with school being done, so um, I've been reading on my friends, like uh, artists say, like like Kanye West, and him talking about Springsteen and how much he likes Springsteen. Are there any influences that you have that we wouldn't think listening to your music are your influences? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, he wrote that one himself. That was mine. That was mine. That's a good question. I like that. Um, Joni Mitchell. Oh. Ooh. Let's see. Um, Elton. What was that? Uh, we all know you like Elton John, though. Oh yeah, Elton John definitely. Yeah. Elton's one of my favorites. Um, Jack Antonoff. Oh, that's cool. I like Jack Antonoff. Yeah. Um. Also, like the the 1975. I really yeah, like them really a lot. Good. Yeah. Um. I think Taylor Swift is really good. Yeah, that's one of mine. I keep, that I would keep be one of mine. About this girl, I hear she's pretty good. I, even, even Mr. Springsteen seems to like her. She's amazing. Uh, like she's she's the best at what this whatever this is. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I, I that's what I hear, and, and it, I, you know, I first, you know, people would say that I'd be like, come on, Taylor Swift. No, like, she's Britney awesome. Spears, you know. What, no, what, like it's not she's doing what Bruce used to do. Changing up the set list every night. People oh, yeah. are going. They're not, not going to know what they're going to get. That's cool. Till two a.m. in the rain. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. It, like there's twenty thousand people outside in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, that. I, when I that's saw, insane. When I saw the videos of her playing in the rain and like she just kept going, I was like, man, that that that, that girl's giving it everything. Listen, cool. listen, in Springsteen '73, he has the right at this point to do whatever he wants and not to do 
you know, to keep it stagnant to some degree. And I'm happy to hear him play one different song a night and sure. thrilled. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But she's killing it. Oh, she's yeah. another level. Oh, that's good. But know. I'm trying to think of, like, and like, Rachel likes her a lot. It's like, I don't listen to her much on my own, but like, I, I have nothing but respect and admiration for her. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Trying to think who else would be kind of out there. Um, hmm. I'm going to think of other ones later, of course. And, um, yeah, yeah, after, yeah, usually what happens. Oh, uh, hey, that's a, that's a lot. Because, I mean, we, we obviously know, you know, your, your Brian Fallon and guys like that and Jesse Mallon. And yeah, Jesse's up there, to. Neil Young. Yeah. Um, I used to really be into Clapton before he, right. you know, talked more <laughs> during the COVID time. Me, yeah. me too. <laughs> me too. Him and Van Morrison. I've yeah, I yeah. I used to love those uh, Clapton Crossroad festivals that they would show on like pe- like you know right. on like TV. Yeah. Um, those were really cool, and I guess growing up like, oh Ed Sheeran's another one. That's one of mine, definitely one of my biggest ones. Oh yeah, again him and he and Taylor Swift, same thing. Yeah, like, those, just the yeah. best at whatever it is we're trying to do. And people would it, really it, think that when they hear you like Ed Sheeran, but like he's he's a, he's a pretty big influence for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, I mean just writing good songs. Oh, yeah. And well, he steals all his songs, I heard. No, I'm yeah. Kidding. I'm kidding, Ed. I'm only kidding. You won. Yes, yes. Listen, you won. Listen, if he's stealing songs, then they got to lock me and Evan up, too. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Well, it's funny you say that. I was listening to Evan's album today. We got a lot of the rough tracks, and there's a song on there with uh, Jaffo and Danny. And when I, when I hear it start, I go... Oh, Joe Grushecki's gonna kill us. It sounds like a house rocker song. <laughs> like, well, like when you're when you're in the studio, you probably like there's so many chord progressions. I was playing one the other day of one of my songs, and it sounds just like "Long December" by Counting Crows. That's not like, mm-hmm. that's not like a thought when you're writing it. So it, it's it, there's only so many chord progressions after a while. There's, there's only twelve notes. I, I, yeah. I, there's only twelve notes. Well, you're a teacher. You would know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and so there's only so much you can do with that. But that said. What I like, what I try to do is, you know, take something, but then try to do it in a way that is your own. Is different, you know, it's different from that the the way I found it. Yeah. Whether it's change the key or change the rhythm, change the durations on each chord. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I try to forget it. <laughs> you know, uh, Rivers Cuomo from Weezer does this weird thing where he'll like take, you know, the chord progression from a song, put it in like a chord in like a spreadsheet. And like forget about it for six months. Come back to it, play it just as like straight up power chords. No, oh, that's yeah, that's cool. And then write a song. Yeah, that's pretty smart. That's cool. Like, yeah. and everyone has a different sort of like things like doing that type of stuff. Yeah, like, I'm not that smart. our song "Take What You Can Get" um, off the new record, or the last record. We uh, the chords from that came from a Chainsmokers song. Oh really? Yeah, which is a pop song. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I don't even like Chainsmokers. I, they have a couple <laughs> good songs, but then they're great producers. But like. This, uh, the song Paris. Yeah. Like, and you wouldn't know that. Yeah, no, you wouldn't think about that. Yeah, when you're in that, yeah. And now, like, and now I'm just going to ruin this, I just ruined the song, and now they're going to sue me. <laughs> but, but your sister's going to be a lawyer. This is Exactly, all I'm awful. not worried. Come get me. <laughs> um, but, no, like, uh, and it's, but it's different enough that like, it's not anything the same. It's just, yeah. oh, that chord progression was interesting. I j- changed up the order or changed up the way, the inflections or whatever. Yeah. And punked it up and yelled on it. And <laughs> it's a different song. That's all you need. Oh, that's cool. 
So add some shalalalas. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna take a quick break. I've never gotten to do this. This is kind of cool. We're gonna take a quick break and play a single that Bobby released in 2022. This is called "Mouth to the Flame" on 4680Q Niagara's Internet Radio.
Damn, I love that song. I'm Dan, I'm Dave, and you're listening to Just Around the Corner on 4680Q in beautiful Niagara Falls, Ontario. And today's show is sponsored by our friends at Lupo's Little Italy on Morrison Street in Niagara Falls in the Canadian Tire Plaza. Look for the food truck all adorned in Italian colors that Dan, I'm a creative group design last year that's coming up on their first anniversary you'll hear about that soon too uh and for our shows only uh we're doing a little special so don't forget you can order online at www.luposlittleitaly.com and use the code mahoney to get 15 percent off your order you can do that all week until next week's show that's mahoney is the uh, promo code put that in get 15 percent off your order that was bobby mahoney with one of our favorite songs moth to the flame what a great great tune and i've got evan rotella in the studio and online from new jersey mr bobby mahoney unless he went away did he go somewhere is he still here no i'm here i'm still here we are having it's funny we mentioned all the the landlines and stuff like that so we are juggling between different landlines because my family never uses these so they are dying <laughs> so <laughs> well, we might we actually have to jump to a, left. hang on batteries hang on we might be jumping to a cord phone actually because my dad was actually able to find a, <laughs> looking at a cord phone so we're just trying to figure out the thing we could plug it in without losing the signal but um no i, I thank you for, i appreciate that about moth i uh oh, i like that too. song a lot too that one kind of came out of nowhere and i uh and you guys I really kill it dig live. That song a lot. You guys, you guys kill that one live. It's a, it's just a great, great yeah. tune. Uh, got it. You got, got it. it. <laughs> Are you all on. set there with your landlines? On. Yeah, now I'm set with my landline. Okay. <laughs> Evan, this is an antique. Well, you know what's funny? Before before Evan, he's got a question for Evan, or he wants to uh, talk about something. Um, years ago, my my aunt passed away, and we were cleaning out her house, and Evan was little, and we brought him and. There was this phone on the wall with a long cord, and he just looked at it like, "What is that? <laughs> it's, it's a telephone. You know, you know that little thing that we hold. That's how we used to do it when we were young. We used to we used to take that long line and hide behind the refrigerator when we would talk to our girlfriend. We wanted privacy. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Back in the day. So I was going to talk to you about something that was really really cool. Now you've talked about your early years and and and. Uh, you know, your first band and when you started, but something cool happened to you a little while back, so... Bobby, a couple years ago, uh, you we all gathered around the TV like it was like the Super Bowl, a halftime show. We were all getting ready for the Facebook Live for you guys to open up for Bon Jovi. That's like a fantasy for me that I think about quite often. I just want to know what it's like so I can be a little jealous. Just um, a little more. <laughs> what was that like? It was about the coolest thing ever. <laughs> You know, on one hand, you know... How did it come to be? Thing ever. What happened? Like, how did that come to be? Um, some of it I know of, some of it I don't. You know, some of it was things that are unprivy to me. But from what I understand, um, our good pal Harvey Leeds um, was managing a band that was going to be playing one of the other nights. Um, and they needed a band for the second night. And they wanted a different band. So Harvey thought of me. Nice and suggested me and I would called me while I was in uh, Disney World with my parents actually and my sister and he was like you know are you available this Sunday <laughs> and I was right flying there. back Friday we had a gig booked in Washington DC Saturday at American University and then we were going to play William Patterson my alma mater in New Jersey on Sunday but I said I could blow off my college it's fine <laughs> that's um, been a tough one yeah, and then they were like, he was like, send me a music video, send me whatever, I can run it by their people, 
and I sent them, I think it was empty passenger seats. And um, somebody said yes and said we should do it. So That's I'm incredible. assuming it went up to the top, but you know, I can't <laughs> prove that. But. And, and for those that are list uh, that don't know this story, because we didn't really outline it, so, uh, Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son opened for Bon Jovi at the, what arena was it? The Prudential Center. Prudential Center. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. And Evans and I cool. Ron, we, were, we, we gathered around that big screen like it was the Super Bowl. Our, our buddy Bobby Mahoney was opening for Bon Jovi. What was he like? Like, how cool was that, like, the, the chat with as him? As cool as you'd imagine. He was very awesome. He was as cool as he could be, you know, it's John Bon Jovi. Like, you know, it was awesome. He was super nice to us. We talked about uh, Southside Johnny and, uh, and Springsteen. We talked about how we we're going to go up to play with Uncle Southside <laughs> right. the following week. That's right. For Lady Day Canada. That's right. So he had a he we uh, he had a nice message for us to deliver to Southside. <laughs> I'm and, sure. And um, it was great. You know, he was super cool. He spent a couple minutes with us, and we talked, and then we went out and got to play to somewhere between ten and twenty thousand people. That was that. Like, I was, I've been looking at pictures of Bruce over overseas, you know, and he's doing the sound checks, and the, they show the they show the you know the, the size of the stadiums he's playing, and then they show the pictures the next day, and he's standing there, and you can see that you know sea of people. Now I know it's not sixty thousand like at some of these stadiums. Yeah, but, it's about three or four times as big as this. But no, yeah. but but how cool was that to look out and see that many people? The coolest. It was the coolest thing. I it was every dream come true, you know. Uh, that's what you. But it was. Yeah, I, there was more people in the seats than I expected to be early. Frankly, you know, I gave. I said to the guys, I said, "Be ready to have there be like nobody out there this early." Yeah. You know, uh, but they ended up holding our set time back a little bit. I forget why. I think there was like traffic or something getting in, or I forget why, or people had an issue getting in, so they held our set time back a little bit. Well, hey, they knew the Prince of Asbury Park was in the house. <laughs> Uh, something like that. I don't know, but it was uh, it was super cool. Their, their whole team was great and super great to work with and super nice to us and dealt with us our whole little ragtag group. Well, you know, it was cool to be able to say because uh, I think it was uh, the last light of day that it was before that, and uh, it was very cool to say this band, this next band opened up for Bon Jovi two weeks ago. That was pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, to, to just know somebody that opened for Bon Jovi made me quite excited. So I can only imagine from your end. So I did my research, and it looks like you first played our lobby uh, back in 2012. That was the first time. You, am I right? Do you think that yep. makes sense? It does make sense. So Evan was eight at the time. So how old would that have made you in 2012? I would have been 17. So I'm, I'm before I got a couple questions for it, but. The, before I uh, ask the question, that night, I run around with, like a chicken with my head cut off, uh, as everybody does in Asbury, too, you know, when you've got shows going on, and so you're running around. And, and I kept hearing people say, and I know you know this story, but uh, people kept saying, who's the kid in the lobby? He's really good. I'm, and I didn't pay attention until my old man came up and goes, hey, who's that guy in the lobby? kid's really good you gotta check him out so i went out there and you were playing johnny cash at the time and you were wailing away on the guitar and i'm like we gotta get this guy back i like this guy and you had a pretty good crowd gathered around you in the lobby do you remember that well or no i do it, it, it's funny because like um our good pal matt hogan told me you always got to play every show like it's the garden uh, and i don't know if i'd heard that yet or not but that phrase has always kind of you know means a lot to me 
Um, and you never really know who's watching. And that's like, you know, Evan, this is good for us, good for you to hear, good for me to remind myself of as well. You never know who's in, even when you're playing the lobby, you never know who's around watching and that's how right. it's going to impact your life. And well, the fact that, you know, it must have been decent enough, you know, for you to be impressed by it, or, you know, I must have been given it, you know, hell enough for you to enjoy it enough to have me back, and now we're, you know, you know, 10, 11 years down the line. And you're, and you're that's right. And now, but I, the question, I, I, I'm getting old, so I don't remember things that were, well, even last week, but forget Same. about 13, 11 years ago. So how in the hell did you weasel yourself into our show? Um, Mr. <laughs> that's Durso's that's fault, I think. Because <laughs> I just remember somebody going, we got somebody who wants to play. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's great. Because I think we, we had had some, uh, some students playing too or something that night. Well, I think at the time I wanted to get my foot in the door with can't light a day any, in any way I could. Right, right. And I had just met Willie, and I asked Willie, I said, how does one get involved with light a day? And he said, you got to talk to Joe Durso. <laughs> so I said, okay. So then I found out that Willie was actually playing the Stone Pony the next night with, with Joe Durso. Oh, cool. So where did little Bobby Mahoney go? Stone, Stone Pony. Pony to talk to Joe Durso and Willie Nile. So, you know, and then I <laughs> cornered Joe Durso. He said, okay, email me. I'll talk to – I, I wanted to go up with my family to the Glade Day Canada shows because it was like Willie and – I forget who the lineup was that year. Right. Um, but it was a really good lineup. And then I was like, well, we're, I'm going to go either way. So if there's an opportunity for me to play – you know, I'll do anything, you know. And then they're like, well, you know, they're looking for somebody to play in the lobby. So I said, okay. And then I ended up weaseling my way, and I played in Toronto because Rob Dye needed a guitar, and I had one. I remember. And he said, okay, well, if you let me use your guitar, I'll let you play a song. Yes, I totally remember that. Yes, yes, yes. So I said, deal. That's cool. I, yeah, there's something I did forget, but yeah, you just brought that one back. Oh, that, that's, that's cool. And you know what? As they say, the rest is history because, uh, oh, and by the way, it was So Sight Johnny, I think, was the headliner that year. Uh, Jason Heath and the Greedy Souls were on the bill. So yeah, it was because we just talked about this last week with Jason. Oh, yeah, it, that it was, was a great lineup. That was a lot no, of right, fun. Was the next oh. So the next year, which was cool. So I want to give everybody just a quick update of how, you know, the progression. So he moved from the lobby to we put an acoustic stage at the far end of the theater, right? And you and you played there the next year. Yep. And then, this is my favorite. So you crushed it then. And so I remember seeing you, you've got the main stage next year no matter what. That was me banging the table, man. Um you got it no matter what and i don't know if my uh, inner is 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 it uh, paula abdul who's the one that does the choreographing stuff <laughs> my inner paula abdul he said okay i want to choreograph this i got i've got an idea gildan street is one of my favorite songs you start at the top of the theater you open the show you come down and you walk up and boom the band the band starts playing and we kick off light of day and you said I don't know how in the hell I'm going to get that to work. So I, do you remember how you got that to work? Because it yeah, was the best we, uh, opener we've ever had, I think. That was a lot of fun. We had to, like, kind of, we talked, I'd always talked about doing, like, a full band kind of rendition of the song. So we had to figure out what that was, what how that organically made sense musically. Sorry about that. And then I also had to figure out logistically how I was going to get myself from the back to the middle. And there was also, there's an issue of physics, <laughs> that we didn't think about. Yes, it was. 
because if I started singing before I was like so if, on the back stage acoustic stage there were monitors and those were in sync with the monitors on stage with the band right. the other stage so I could get away with singing in time with them from that back stage but when in transit between right. the no stages <laughs> I had to make it to the halfway point of the arena so you could hear by the band, time the band kicked in the next verse or else I would have been totally out of sync with them and off time. So I had to, after I sang the end of the first verse, I had to get my tuchus all the way up to the theater halfway to make it so I could be on time and not appear like, wow, is he having a stroke? Like, what's happening? Like, why is he behind? <laughs> and you killed it. It was so yeah, it was really good. good. I just remember patting myself on the back going, good job, Dave. He never does that, so. <laughs> no, it was definitely a good idea. And I, again, I don't run for many people, as Melanie would say. I've, she's only really seen me run for the ice cream truck. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, but the steps going from the lobby yeah. to the acoustic stage to the main stage, and you've basically played every year since, including the last live show, which was just down the street here at the Seneca Queen Theater, 2018. I know you joined Evan for, I think, Even the Losers or a Tom Petty song. Yeah, something like that. And then, uh, yeah. And, and your band was here. You guys did a, you guys did a set. That was So Side Johnny as well. Yeah, that was, So Side. That was, so, that was the very last Light of Day live show we had, but then you played our virtual songwriter show, and you did the virtual festival. So... I want to thank you from Lady Day Canada for all you've done for us, buddy, because you've, uh, you, you've been great to the cause both north and south of the border, and I appreciate it. Well, thank you as well, and I will th thank you for having me, and it's always a pleasure to be part of it. And, you know, the, you know, the reason for the season, obviously, is, you know, to raise money for the, you know, to research and defeat Parkinson's and related illnesses, and I'm, you know, honored to be part of that fight with so many musicians that I respect and look up to. But it's great working with, there's so many great people that, That's behind the, the cool scenes, thing. like you guys, that make the shows happen and, you know, are a pleasure to work with. And, you know, if you guys weren't so fun, I don't know if I'd come back every year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're fun. You know what, I, I've said this a few times on the show, and I, and I mean it um, sincerely, is that, you know, one of the things that I got, I get out of uh, Light of Day is, is friendships that, you know, are probably going to last a lifetime, but with with good good hearted folks who you know give of their time their talents whether it's a musician given of their talent or you know people like Pellegrosi, gene and you know their board and the folks down here and what they do and you know everybody's like-minded and they're and they're all fighting for the same thing and i, I think that's i think that's the beauty of it and it, it's just the, the hearts and the souls of the people in there it doesn't matter who you run into they, there's that similar thread no, definitely. It's a great team to be part of, and um, I'm very grateful. And it's not lost on me how cool it is to have gone from being just a, you know, being a part of the crowd and being part of the audience in those shows to being part of it and on stage and having been uh, part of it over the last ten years has been very cool. And you know, to meet and get to work with so many of my idols, you know, like I mean, I you know, give him crap all the time, but like Danny Gochner. <laughs> It's like growing up, like literally, is one of my guitar idols. Like right. Growing up, like watching him play, I was like, "There's that guy can play." And to be able to be like, that guy's one of my closest musical friends and one of the best people I've met in all of this, you know, uh, like uh, he's it's wild. And there's other people. I mean, I could be here all night talking about how many great people I've met. But Danny's the epitome of that person. Like you know, what what I was talking about 
you know, the, the people and the hearts and the souls. Danny, Danny sums it up. He's, he's one of those guys that he's just one of the greatest guys in salt of the earth and he'd do anything for you and he'd help anybody out. And, you know, he's, he's shown that. And you've actually been his guitar tech. I have. I've, uh, you that's another way I've weaseled my way in places. <laughs> hey, what are they, what's that old saying? The squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? That's right. You, you know, to... you gotta, you gotta make your own luck. That's right, buddy. That's right. My mom always says. Well, Bobby, you've been um, you've been one of my biggest uh, music influences, and you're talking about Danny being uh, you know one of your idols. It's been very cool to uh, see uh, us become closer, and you've been you've been my idol since you played that first one in the lobby. I remember me and my buddies coming home and thinking, "Wow, this this guy was awesome," you know. And I started listening to Isis, and uh, Jackie was a renegade and Anxiety <laughs> Queen's so on my way to school. So, you know, I'm not BSing you, and I tell you, like, you know, one of my idols, and it was a really big honor this morning. We got uh, some rough mixes for the album and uh, the, the song you were on, uh, Pages in Between. It was, it was an honor to, to hear you on there and for you to uh, do that for me. So thank you a lot for that. You uh, killed it. It was awesome. So thank you so much for that. Of course, dude. And again, that means a lot to me because I'm even just thinking about, like, listening to, I remember listening to Jesse Mallon and Joe Grishecki and Willie Nile and, you know, um, Brian Fallon on the bus going to school, so you know <laughs> it, it all goes around, and that's awesome. You know, wheels on the bus go around. You had you had you had some uh, elite company with you. You had Nirvana's Nevermind, Bobby Mahoney's Friends in Low Places, Counting Crows on the way to school. So you were you were in some elite company there. And, and I can they attest to the fact that he was awesome. he was, he was uh, passing that. Bobby Mahoney oh. music around to his friends because people knew, people down here know who you are thanks to uh, Isabella bit. knows the lyrics to uh, <laughs> to Bobby Mahoney songs now because of me so I'm trying to pass it around as much as I can. And that's that's all it's all one at a time. That's that's, <laughs> that's it you know and that's you know again like playing you guys and that basement show ended up being pretty good actually that compared cool. to what we were maybe expecting. No, that was really no, cool. it was. I, and so, I was I was impressed with the first two bands. I mean I know we left after your set. Um, but uh, the first two bands were cool, yeah. and I, I love watching new young music. I mean, I mean, I, I'm getting old, but I can I can handle it. You know, the new punk stuff that was that was kind of fun. And I've been yeah. listening to um, oh right, the Bonnie and Clyde song. Uh, now I forget his name because oh I'm yeah, on... uh, Clayton Duffy. Clay, yeah, Clayton, Clayton Duffy. Yeah. yeah, you know, I followed him and I started following him on Spotify, and the song is unbelievable. So we got to see some more cool music that night. That's so cool, and yeah, that's what it's all about. And you know, maybe one other person that didn't know us that night is yeah. checking out our stuff and maybe somebody who didn't know who you were was is now yeah. checking out your music no yeah. I, exactly i mean that's that's what light of day's done for me and you know i've i've played a song uh, a couple of weeks ago but maddie carlock played with you at that songwriter circle yeah and uh, just his presence uh, in that songwriter circle and his banter he was funny you guys were having a good time and and i loved his lyrics and i, I you know i talked to him after and i ordered his vinyl and uh one of the best albums I've bought in a long time. Jesse's on it, and Danny Clinch. It's a good album. So that's yeah, how it he's happens. Great. He's uh, Maddie's a good guy, and he's working really hard on his uh, the next record now. And uh, you know, you might hear Bobby Mahoney on that record. Awesome. <laughs> very cool. Very, very, very cool. Yeah. We'll see if I make the cut, the final cut. We'll see. You know, we'll see if what Maddie does. But I did a little guitar work. We had a fun hang. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, dude. So, Bobby, what's next? Is there a new album coming out or any upcoming shows that anyone should know about? Yeah, we're going to be in New York City Saturday night um, at Berlin, uh, one of Jesse Mallon's bars uh, with a bunch of great bands. That's this Saturday, May 20th. We're going to be in New Jersey um, on um, at Crossroads in Garwood, New Jersey on July 1st. 
we have a couple other tricks of our sleeve as well, show-wise, to announce soon as well. Um, we're working on new music. I'm always writing. I have a we have a homework assignment that I I'm hopefully gonna be able to share with everybody soon. Um, Sweet. I can't just quite yet, but it's an interesting assignment. I'm excited about it and excited to share what we've been working on a bit uh, behind the scenes. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, also be get back in the studio and record some brand new stuff too because. I have a lot of new ideas. I got a lot of old ideas I want to revisit. You know, hey, it's it's nice to have those options, Bob. It's nice to know you got lots of irons in the fire. And you know, it's it's funny because everybody we're talking to has. It must have been that COVID break, but everybody's got new albums out. Stephen Stanley's got a new album coming out in the fall. Well, we know Ev's got a new album coming out. Joe Grushecki's got a new album coming out in the fall. Jason Heath's got it. Everybody we're talking to. John, oh, I just talked to John Cafferty. He's going to be on our show. and He's he's actually got a new album coming out nice. for the first time since like 86. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's never a worse time to make money off music, so it's a good time for us <laughs> doing this. <laughs> Always the optimist, Bobby Mahoney. Hey, Bob, I want to I, I want to thank you uh, for everything, but uh, for taking time out of your your busy schedule tonight. I know you you know you got Rachel at home going. Does he ever stop? Why is why is Rotella got to take him on uh, you know our Wednesday nights? It's our only night. Or no, I would I would say it's our only night, but she's actually at Girl Scouts with her niece right now. Okay, so we got time. Let's do another half hour. No, 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 but yeah, we could. You know, and for you, I would be happy to because you know. I appreciate just all the support you've given my music and our band and, you know, our, the love you've given, friendship you've given me as well, and, you know, my family loves you guys, and, you know. Well, you know, I, I, I consider you guys like family now and uh, love your parents, your sister, and uh, you've, you know, I, I don't joke around when I say you're like the adopted, my adopted son. I've got the son he never it. had. The son he never had. <laughs> I'm just, your, I'm just the older brother, Evan. <laughs> exactly. But no, it's, it's been fun watching you grow and uh, become the musician you are and, uh, you know, take the take the main stage uh, here. And, uh, you know, we've got uh, we've got some announcements coming up again. We can't share too much yet. But, uh, you know, if we do light a day, you're always, always welcome here. So thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you. We, I appreciate you very, very much. Man, we appreciate you. And uh, thanks for all you do for Evan, and all you do for light a day. And, uh, Give your mom a big kiss, your dad a, a high five, and say hi to Mel and congratulate her if you're listening, Mel. That's that's awesome. Keep up the good work, and by the sounds of it, you know, with your brother stealing music, you're gonna have to be on your A game for uh, you know taking care of him down the road. So. <laughs> well, if nothing else, her being a wildly successful lawyer will help with giving me a place to crash. If nothing else. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks again, Bobby. Have a great time. We'll do this again, and you know, we'll be talking about light today. Uh, uh, either on text or on the phone soon. Awesome. Sounds good. I can't wait. Is uh, is Evan going to jam real quick? So, yeah, what I'm going to do, uh, we're gonna, i got to do my closing remarks, and then Ev's going to, uh, instead of playing a song by our the person we interviewed, I felt, considering he tends to end a lot of his shows this way, we're going we're gonna to end with one of his favorites, and he's going to play here inside the uh, studio. So, yeah, he, so stay on the line so you can hear it. Awesome. All right, Bobby. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate everything. See you, Thank Bobby. You. Well, that was a great interview. I, you know, again, every time I, like I, I prepared for this show, but I know Bobby so well that I didn't, I didn't really, you know, spend a lot of time digging deep like I do with some folks just to learn a little bit more. I thought I knew everything. And, of course, again, 
I don't know everything. So <laughs> I learned a lot about Bob in his early days, and uh, he's, he's just a great guy. And if you haven't uh, checked him out, uh, uh, if you're listening, I'm sure you have, because that's why you're listening. But if you're listening to this later on on Spotify, uh, you're checking out our show. Go to Spotify. You can check out only one of his albums right now, uh, but you can check out the rest on Bandcamp, Bobby Mahoney and the Seventh Son. Uh, we didn't talk about this, but I think it's soon to become just Bobby Mahoney. We were talking about that uh, when he was in Tonawanda. Great guy, great band, James and the Boys. Just a great, great bunch of folks with a uh, great family. So uh, check out Bobby Mahoney and buy some merch. And when he comes to light of day, make sure you support him, by, again, by buying merch and everything else. Thanks for taking the time out, Bobby. You're a busy man. Thanks to our sponsor, Lupos Little Italy, located in the Canadian Tire Plaza on Morrison Street, Niagara Falls. Use the code Mahoney. So if you're checking out, there's a place where you can put your promo code, put in Mahoney, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's luposlittleitaly.com. Uh, obviously, if you're in New Jersey listening, you're probably not going to order because it's a long drive to the food truck. But if you're in Niagara Falls and you're listening, you've got that uh, promo code to use until next Tuesday show, and then we switch things up. Uh, John Franco from Little uh, Lupos Little Italy wanted me to mention the Canadian Tire Jumpstart Fair on Saturday, June 3rd in the Canadian Tire parking lot. That looks like a lot of fun. But Lupos will be donating 10% of all their sales for the weekend to Jumpstart. It's a great cause. Uh, you know, so get down there. Uh, I, honestly, it, <laughs> I'd give you a money back guarantee if I could, but you're going to enjoy anything that you get from the food truck. His sandwiches are unbelievable. His pasta, his sauce is fantastic. Uh, so check him out. And he's doing a lot of great things in the community, including sponsoring this show. And he's sponsored Lady Day in the past. So thanks, John Franco and Lupos Little Italy for all you do for us. Don't forget, you can catch all of our shows on Spotify. Just search just around the corner. You can also catch some of our playlists are out there. Uh, we've got songs from all the bands that have been on here, all the artists. Uh, right, And you can also listen right here on 4680q.com. Uh, I'll have the podcast up sometime later on tonight. Tune in next week uh, at our normal time. It'll be Tuesday, back to Tuesday at 4 p.m. for Volume 4 of Songs from Around the Corner. I'll be playing some great songs from great late-of-day artists we've met over the years. I'm also excited to announce that I just spoke with Willie Nile and John Cafferty, and they'll be part of our June lineup of interviews, including the birthday boy on June 27th, Evan Rotella. We'll talk about his new album and things that are going on with him in the summer on his birthday. Um, so I got Evan here. Where, where are you going to be this weekend? Tomorrow, Empty Bellies, and then uh, next Friday at the Riverside Tavern, playing with the Hungry Hearts Band. Oh, that's going to be a lot. Empty yes, Bellies, great patio, always fun. Uh, that's Thursday nights. They've got a they've got a special uh, summer series going on, and and the uh, Hungry Hearts Band. These guys are yes, great. Sir. And once in a while, Evan gets up, and this time he's doing the entire show with them. Yep. And how you just rehearsed with them last night? Everything go well? Everything went well. Uh, Joe and the boys. Uh, Zio Joe. Zio Joe. And the boys. Okay, so I figured since, uh, and I already said this, so I'm just repeating myself, but since we had the mentor on the show, it would be appropriate to have the protege play one of his songs. So Evan, play us out, will ya? Here we go. Thanks for listening, everybody. Enjoy every sandwich. They don't care about me, don't give a damn about me, but I guess it's just as well. You died alone, guess where my foot's thrown. I guess I felt alright, I just wanted to see.
got the bullet inside the show And then she'll mess me up and run off with some guy That'll hit her and quit her after just one night And good night to the senior graders Good night to the non-believers Here's to another deadbeat summer See you next week, everybody.